Hey, Jason here. Today's video, we're going to do an investment analysis of MTR Corp, stock ticker MTCPY for Marcus G, uh, who requested this analysis on YouTube. So I need to let you know you can get this series podcast anywhere in the world for free on all major podcasting platforms, Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, and more. You can get this as part of the I Love Value Investing podcast anywhere in the world for free to subscribe and hit the notification bell if you're watching on YouTube so you're notified every time we release a new video and release new videos all the time. If you're listening on YouTube, so you are notified anytime we release a new video and release new videos all the time. If you want to learn how to invest better and faster and more efficiently, make sure to stick around to the end of the video and I'll tell you how to get some free resources. Okay, so... This is an analysis of MTR Corp for Marcus G, stock ticker MTCPY. We're going to get to that in a second. Uh, before I get to that, though, I need to remind everybody, <laughs> this is for educational purposes only. I do not own any stock I talk positively about. I've never evaluated these stocks before, most of them. Some of them, I don't even know what, what they do because I've never heard of them before. I don't short sell ever, so I don't profit from anything I talk negatively about. This is for educational purposes only to help you become a, to help you learn how to spot or to help you learn how to use the numbers a company produces to learn an enormous amount about a company really fast. So you can discard crap, crap companies faster and invest in better companies or take more time to research better companies. I have a full explanation of why I have that resource or why I have that kind of disclaimer in the last video on Salesforce, <laughs> which you can find below this. Okay. Okay. Oh, there we go. I couldn't switch the camera. I was trying to get to my screen. There we go. Okay. I've never heard of this company before. I've never evaluated them. Um, this is for, again, I think Marcus G who requested on YouTube. If you want me to look at another stock for you, let me know in the comments below. The only stocks I will not look at are banks because I don't evaluate them and insurance companies because you have to dig into the actual financials to evaluate them properly. Also, I'll probably reference some other past videos that I've evaluated before if we come up against uh, specific topics that I've talked about before and those links are below this video as well so you can go learn from those okay decent dividend PE again as I say in most of these videos or these videos that have high PEs here I don't care much about PE um, but this is one sign it might be overvalued because I look for anything below 20 to consider it undervalued. Again, I don't put much stock here. We'll find out more when we get to the actual valuation section, what my thoughts are on that. So because I don't know what this company does, I'm going to scroll down. It operates, constructs and operates Hong Kong's rail network, giving it a monopoly position. Love that. That means... They have a monopoly, obviously, that gives them huge competitive advantages. That likely gives them somewhat pricing power, although maybe not. Um, that might be more government regulated here. The Hong Kong government owns 76% of MTR. That can be both a good thing and a bad thing, frankly, 
um, I don't want to get political here, but with all the stuff going on between China and Hong Kong right now, um, that could be a negative thing, depending or negative thing or a positive thing, depending on your political beliefs. From an investment perspective, uh, this that the government that the Hong Kong government owns seventy percent. 76% of the company means they'll do everything in their power to keep the company kind of running well, hopefully, um, which gives them an enormous competitive advantage. It also means that these licenses, if they have licenses and stuff like that, are likely to stay intact as well, which is another huge competitive advantage, all that kind of stuff. Okay, revenues, these are in Hong Kong dollars. I think that's what HKD is, Hong Kong dollars. If, I, if it's not Hong Kong dollars, I apologize. Okay, revenues gone up by almost, it's almost doubled from 2010 at $29.5 billion uh, HKD to 47.8 HKD in the last 12 months. So operating margins having a monopoly position are fantastic. I look for anything above 10% on a consistent basis their operating margin over the last decade i'm not going to do the math here but it's probably around 23 percent 22 23 percent did fall quite a bit in 2019 i would want to know why that happened it fell from 21.6 percent in 2018 to 13.9 percent in 2019 then again in the last 12 months um fell even further to 8.8 percent so i'm assuming this has a lot to do with covid stuff and lockdowns and quarantines and probably also the, I would assume, maybe the riots and the protests over the Chinese government stuff over there. Again, I don't want to get political here, but maybe that's part of it as well. But I would want to know for certain what caused that. Not only what caused that, but are they going to be kind of at the 8.8% rate going forward? Or are they going to be back 20 to 23% rate going forward? Because that's a huge difference. Um, frankly, I won't be able to tell that here. I would have to dig into the financials to actually do that. The, and when I say financials, I mean like annual reports, 10Q, stuff like that. Range per share gone up. Actually, they've gone down. It went up and then they went down. Which makes sense because their revenues and operating profits have fallen. So their earnings per share fall, fell as well due to COVID and I'm assuming COVID related stuff, which means they've had to cut their dividend pretty significantly from its high in 2014. Payout ratio is above 100% a lot of the years. Um, that's not a good thing. <laughs> what that means is the company is paying out more in dividends to shareholders than its earnings then it's earning and earnings per share. So where does the extra money come from? Typically either debt issuances or share is issuances. And I can tell right now by looking at the next number that some of that money has come from share issuances um, because their share count has gone up by about a hundred-ish million. Uh, yeah, about a hundred million in the last decade. Nothing really there with the book value per share. Free cash flow, typically great, um, which is frankly a bit surprising because they're in the rail industry, which is typically very high maintenance, very high um, CapEx costs. So that's a little bit surprising to me. 
What's not surprising is the huge negative free cash flow in the last 12 months, again, for all the reasons mentioned above. One thing of note here is they had a huge negative year in 2015 of negative $7.7 billion rounded up. Other than that, their cash flow is fantastic. ROIC. Uh, generally pretty good. Started falling 2011 from about 10.7%. Now it's down to 3%, which is a huge fall. Um, again, I would want to know why that happened because it's not just in the last 12 months. It's been over the entire, most of the rest of the decade, their ROICs fallen. I look for anything above 10% uh, on a consistent basis, like with operating margin. So while operating margin does meet my criteria for most of the last decade until the last 12 months, um, ROIC does not. Free cash flow production, I look for anything about 5% on a consistent basis here. Um, it's been up and down negative for one, two, three years, including the last 12 months but most of the time it was highly positive. Again, I would want to know why that is that raises questions, um, just like some of the other stuff I mentioned above. Uh, pretty low debt levels as a percentage of their balance sheet, again, which is a bit surprising considering they're a rail operator. And at least in the US, rail operators are typically highly indebted because they have to continue to do CapEx and upgrades and fixes and all that. Uh, I'm not sure how much the cash conversion cycle matters to them until I know their business model more. So they have, are these in Hong Kong dollars or actual dollars? Let's go in here and find out. Okay, so the reason I asked that because obviously Hong Kong dollars to US dollars, I don't know what the conversion rate is, um, but they're different. So these numbers, if they were in US dollars, for example, could make a huge difference um, if they are in, or when compared to being in Hong Kong dollars. So they have 18, what's that? Okay, HKD in billions. So they have 18 billion HKD in cash. course they have a lot of PPE, which makes sense uh, they have a lot of intangible assets which are not really disclosed here what they are it says other intangible assets so I'd have to go to the financial statements uh, the 10k to figure out what those are those could be valuable again if you've seen any of my videos Salesforce one I talk about quite a bit um, goodwill and intangible assets some other ones I think Exxon Mobil uh, Cody, um, some of the other ones linked below that you can watch for free. I talk about intangible assets and goodwill. Most of the time I don't like them. Uh, nothing really else that I'm noticing their debt we already knew about. 
relatively clean balance sheet for um, again, which is a bit surprising because of their what they're doing or their business model. Um, okay, unfortunately, they are in a large way overvalued. Um, again, I don't care much about PE price cash flow or forward PE, but the little I do look at them. I look for stocks selling underneath 20 on each of those metrics to consider them undervalued with 45.2, 35.7 and 45.7 respectively. That means they're overvalued on these metrics. This is the more important one to me, enterprise value debit. Um, and again, they're overvalued. I look for anything below eight to show a company is undervalued. There's 30, 32 rounded up. So they're pretty significantly overvalued. Um, otherwise, I mean, at this point, at the very early stage, which this is my kind of preliminary analysis that I do in all stocks, good looking stock. Um, frankly, I would want to know why the issues in the recent years and kind of the up and down in the free cash flow, free cash flow I can more understand, um, but more mostly the operating profit. Sorry, my damn dog again. Um, <laughs> Um, what was that talking about? Oh, the operating profits. I can understand that again, that might be COVID related. That might be Chinese government crackdown pro slash protest related. Um, but the more important thing that I want to know, are they going to get back to the 21, 22% operating margins? They're going to, are they going to be down by the 8.8% operating margins? Cause that's a huge difference. Um, I would want to know that. I'd also want to know, again, the free cash flow, I'm assuming that's their huge fluctuations are due to CapEx and investments and stuff like that. But I would want to know specifically what that is, um, what that's what the fl huge fluctuations are due to. I also want to know what the other intangible assets category is that I just talked about um, by looking at the 10K and going to the footnotes. But other than that, I mean, low-ish debt levels, um, clean balance, relatively clean balance sheet. Stellar operating margins, huge competitive advantages, especially when you're a government monopoly. Um, so generally good looking stock again, but the valuation is just crazy right now. Um, if you hold or if you own this stock and you plan to for a long time, uh, who's this for again, Marcus G. If you own this stock and you plan on holding it for a long time, probably good to keep holding again, barring those questions I raised about the Chinese government and the Hong Kong stuff. Again, I don't want to get into political stuff, but all that stuff and the COVID stuff, depending on that. If you're looking to buy new stock, I wouldn't buy now because of it's massively overvalued. Um, but again, generally good looking stock, just too overvalued for me to kind of do more in-depth research on. So I hope this helped. Marcus G, I'd love your thoughts. I love your comments. If you are watching this, um, thanks for the recommendation, by the way. If you want me to evaluate a stock for you let me know in the comments below so far we've done just some random thing evaluated a video or a stock for them marcus g did today Jonah elston done uh, like six for him that he recommended sam g uh cody s i think andrew w if you want me to evaluate a stock for you i'll do so anywhere in the world or any stock in the world as long as i can get access to their financial information the only ones i will not look at are banks because i don't evaluate them and insurance companies because you have to actually get into their financial reports, their 10Ks um, to evaluate them properly. If you're watching on YouTube, 
Thanks so much, and make sure like, love, share, subscribe, comment, hit the notification bell, all that good stuff. Um, if you th hit the notification bell, that'll notify you every time we release a new video and release new videos all the time. If you're listening on the podcast, again, like, love, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. We really appreciate it. We also appreciate a download and review as well because the more reviews, views, and listens we get to our content, the more people we can help. If you're looking for some free help on how to become a better investor and how to analyze stocks better and faster and more efficiently, you can get our some free resources below. You can get a free PDF copy of my book, How to Value Invest. You can get a free copy of our guide, Seven Tips to Picking Great Stocks and Three Times You Must Sell. And you can also get five free gifts, including my valuation template and techniques, which I do the visual part of the preliminary analysis here. You get the actual um, docs to help you do that as well. If you're looking for more specific help from me on how to become a better investor faster, make sure to check out the link below for our masterclass. But until next time, thanks for watching. Have a great day. Talk soon. Bye.